Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast, where every week I keep you updated on the latest trends and how-tos in coworking. I owned and operated coworking spaces for eight years and then served as the executive director of the Global Workspace Association for five years. And today I work with hundreds of operators and community managers every month, allowing me to bring you thought-provoking operator case studies and inspirational interviews with industry thought leaders to help you confidently stay on top of what's important and what you can apply to your own role in the co-working industry. Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast. This is your host, Jamie Russo. I am glad that I don't do the intros on video. It is PM, late PM. I won't tell you what time I'm recording my intro, and it is still 95 degrees outside in Northern California. And what matters about that is that we do not have air conditioning in Northern California in our homes because until recently, we did not have this type of heat. So homes were just always built without air conditioning, still are generally. So it is very, very hot and uncomfortable in my house, and I'm not very camera ready right now. So anyway, I'm glad you're here and it's August, it's September when this airs back to business. We had our co-working academy calls last week and we have more coming up this week and everyone is feeling pretty positive about the volume of people back in the space and tours coming in and new members joining. July is a really slow month in co-working. So if you're thinking about starting a space, expect that. If you have a space and wonder if you are all alone in that, generally, although we've had folks in our community manager group report that July was very busy for them, but in general, it's pretty quiet. So plan for that. It's very quiet in July in my business too, in terms of new folks joining programs. People are on vacation, doing stuff for their families. So I have decided I'm going to plan around that next year and have a little bit of downtime in July and not sit there and worry about where are all the people? Are they coming back? Because they do come back. August was awesome. And here we are in September. So think about that in your business and what you what it might look like next year. Speaking of our community manager group, I have started a new column in my certification tracker so that I won't repeat shout outs, but I want to make sure I didn't miss anyone. So Annika Robinson from Work Lodge is Co-working community manager certified. Sarah Blair from Flywheel Co-working is co-working community manager certified. And so is Emily Helbert from Sweetworks in Canada. Congrats to the three of you. And if that's a double mention, congrats again. And we'll start the tracker so that we don't repeat our shout outs. So I was poking around in the Facebook group over the weekend, which I try not to do. But one of my startup school students had posted a layout in the Facebook group. And we try to keep those conversations to our Slack group, but sometimes they spill over into the Facebook group. And she posted a block fit for a space. And somebody commented and said, that looks very irrelevant, basically, post-COVID. It looks like a pre-COVID layout, and you should reconsider it. Essentially, I can't remember if he called it boring, but... (laughs) People want community. And he kind of went on and on about what people want today. Well, to be fair to my student, this person who commented did not ask, who are you serving? Which is the first question you ask. 
because what folks want post COVID is very different based on their life situation, their home situation, their work situation, what they do for work, what they need out of a space like a co working space. So, who are we serving and how are we serving them? That is the first question you have to ask before you give anyone advice, please. And this is why I struggle with Facebook groups because people will say all sorts of things without having any context, but there are over 2000 people in that Facebook group. So everybody wants to dive in there and get input. And I adore the Facebook group for all the people who jump in and try to help because there are a lot of people with a lot of experience in that group. But just be careful if you're taking advice. If people don't ask you, who are you serving and how are you serving them? And then we'll talk about your block bit. But I will say about this gentleman that he's probably thinking in the right direction around what has changed. And, you know, let's push ourselves to think differently and make sure we're asking the right questions about who we're serving and what they want. So that frame of mind, that mindset is very relevant for the conversation that I had with Ted Latz. Ted is the president of Success Space, which is a co-working franchise model with three revenue streams. And we walk through that. I won't, spoiler alert, I won't talk about all that right now, but post-COVID that's pretty interesting, right? Because some co-working spaces are struggling to fill up and figure out how do they stay relevant? How do they pull people out of their homes? They might be in, you know, in, a, in an area where people have really great home offices. So what can they provide that's compelling? What's relevant to the folks that they want to serve today? And I think Success Space has a lot going for it. You've heard them mentioned on the podcast. They are a partner of the podcast. So we are sharing about their model and helping you learn a little bit more. If you want to you're interested in what Ted shares today and you want to dive deeper and talk to them live about what the model looks like, what it looks like to invest in a in their model, what their support looks like, all the questions you would have, all the things, Karen, all the things. Um, you can go to successcowork.space to learn more. They also do conversion. So if you're interested in the model and you already have a space, you could also talk to them about what does it look like to add elements of their model to your space with their support. So without further ado, be in the mindset of considering what is new and different. And Ted shares what the success space model looks like. So enjoy our conversation and we will talk to you next week. Welcome. I am here with Ted Latz, who's the president of Success Space. And they are moving and grooving. We caught up. I'd have to look at what number our last interview was. But Ted has been on the podcast before because I'm totally fascinated by this model. And I messaged Ted because I wanted to check in. And for anybody who didn't listen to our first episode, just to talk a little bit more, because the model that they're working on is so on trend post-COVID. So Ted, thanks for joining me again. Well, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. And I think, yeah, I think it's probably been about a year, maybe. So probably. Yeah. And yeah, a year in co-working time is like three years. So right. And Ted, where are you joining us from today? I am just outside of Tampa in beautiful Florida. Beautiful, hot Florida this time of year, I have to imagine. I will take the heat over the snow any day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> totally. Okay. So we were just catching up. I don't want to share. I know there's lots of, I'm always really sensitive around franchising because I know 
there's lots of rules about what you talk about. So I'll give us kind of the, I'd love to have you just talk about kind of the concept and, you know, kind of what's exciting about the model today. I would have been excited about this model anytime, but definitely with the trends we're seeing post COVID and then whatever updates you can talk about, you know, when we'll see some come live on the market, that would be great. Sure. So how about, can I give a 10,000 foot view? And then we'll, totally. we'll come in zoom there. out and then zoom great, in. Great, yeah. great. <laughs> so the concept, you know, for those that maybe didn't hear before, you know, standard co-working, you know, the past has been maybe a 15, 20,000 square foot space. And I don't want to say that's for everybody, but that's kind of, you know, the general sweet spot and tended to be more downtown, you know, major MSA type of situation. And what we looked at in light of COVID is, Rather than being downtown that major MSA, we wanted to go out to where people are working from their house. And so, you know, it seems to be a great need, you know, whether their dog's barking or their kids are yelling or whatever it might be, right? How do I get out of the house and, and go have my meetings or, or work or whatever it is? So our concept is to be what we call like on the on-ramp that they were going to versus getting off of. Um, we want to be right where their grocery store, their workout facility, their dry cleaner, we want to be in that strip center. where The 15-minute city? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, again, I've been in business for a long time. In light of, uh, you know, with COVID and some stuff I've just seen in the past, we said, all right, well, how do we do it with a smaller footprint, less overhead, right, less risk, but at the same time, you know, diversify and have multiple income streams? versus maybe just that one income stream of co-work only. And so what we developed is this concept of 5,000 square feet. The first 1,500 square feet, Jamie, is a cafe. Uh, So picture of a Starbucks or Panera or whatever it might be, that's that first 1,500 square feet. Someone said to me once that Starbucks is a co-working facility. They just do it one latte at a time, right? I mean, anytime we go in there, we see people working. Right. And so we used that concept and created a 1500 square foot cafe, three part meals, you know, full day uh, worth of meals. And the that is open to the public. And so if you think of it in terms of a marketing concept, that serves as kind of a top of funnel for the public to come in. And then they see the glass doors that are between the cafe and the the back space. And that back space is the 3500 square feet. And that is co-working facility. And then inside of that is an office for a coach. And so we have three main revenue streams with some other ancillary revenue streams. But we have three main revenue streams with, again, a, a smaller you know, footprint, so less overhead, trying to mitigate risk really is, is what that does. So I'll stop there and then we can kind of dig from there as you see. Yeah. I mean, I feel like one of the things that's changed a little bit since we talked last is probably when we talked last, we were very optimistic about how everyone would want to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, post COVID, everybody's sick of being at home. And I think it's turned out that a lot of people get used to being at home. And so like the bar has gone up to get people to leave home and work somewhere else to some extent. Right. I mean, I totally hear you about the dogs and the, you know, all the distractions. And I think that's part of why I love your concept because it makes it really compelling to leave the home. You've got the cafe. So tell me what's included. Can I get lunch at the cafe? What am I getting from the cafe if, if I work there, not sure. just like open to the public? Yeah. So 
part of our goal is to capture someone for the entire day, right? So that's that's different from let's say your Starbucks or your Panera, right? Right. It tends to be you go in, you get your coffee, your pastry, you leave. Well, our goal is someone comes in, gets their coffee, pastry, breakfast sandwich, whatever it might be in the morning, whether they stay in the cafe and work or whether they say, okay, I'm gonna go back into the co-working facility and work. They work for a while. Maybe they have a, a lunch with a client. So during the afternoon, we're serving flatbread sandwiches, you know, sodas, coffee, all that. Again, maybe go back in and work for a while longer. Come four o'clock, you know, along with the flatbreads and whatnot, we have charcuterie trays, beer and wine. And so, you know, imagine wanting to wind down a little bit before you head home. You can have a glass of wine, a charcuterie tray, keep working and then head home. So our goal is to capture someone for that that full day in the in the cafe. And so, you know, and again, right, that cafe is serving as that funnel into the co-working area. Hey, we'll be right back. I just want to share a couple of opportunities from our show sponsors. As a co-working space owner, you are always looking to provide more resources and programming for your members, right? How about access to financial education and even investment opportunities? Well, Numina is the number one community for freelancers and founders looking to grow their businesses. So Numina and co-working spaces go together like peanut butter and jelly. We found that over 75% of our community already work in or are seeking out a co-working space. We'd like to help our members connect with you and find your space anywhere in the world. So join our co-working space directory to be featured in our community and give your members access to a whole library of entrepreneurial resources and financial education programming, all at no cost to you, by the way, visit numina.pro forward slash co-working to fill out an interest form that's N-O-U-M-E-N-A dot pro slash coworking. We will include that link in the show notes for anybody who's walking around and doesn't have time to write it down. You can find it in the show notes for this episode at everythingcoworking.com. Numina, financing the future of work. The amount of opportunity in the coworking industry is absolutely mind-blowing. It's projected to grow by $13 billion in the next five years. Just staggering numbers. Now, you've probably seen Success Magazine. It's hugely popular and focuses on professional development, personal development, and business coaching. Well, they're branching out with their own franchised co-working business called Success Space. It's actually a brilliant franchise model with three revenue streams. Recurring and on-demand revenue from co-working memberships, a full-service cafe, and success-certified business coaching for small business owners to executives. To learn more about this exciting new co-working business opportunity, check it out at successcowork.space. That's successcowork.space. We will link that up in the show notes as well. Yes. I mean, the hospitality offering there, which is, I think, the other piece that has become, I don't know if it's a post-COVID thing or just like a people really want 
experience, you know? And so having that built in as from a user perspective, I love it. Okay. So from an owner perspective, I love the diversified revenue streams, mm-hmm. but talk to me about the support. I'm a new business. I've maybe I've run a problem. Well, I'd be curious what your typical sort of franchisee looks like. Maybe they have business experience, but they've probably not run a co-working space before or a cafe before. So how do you help them through or, that process? Or coach before either, right? Or coach before, somebody, right. right? Somebody always has an aversion to one of those, right? Whenever we're talking to yeah. potential franchisees, some are okay with one part of it. Others are like, no, I'm not so Feels sure. Feels a little overwhelming. Stuff. Yeah, right, so walk right. me through that. Right. So on our team, you know, our VP of ops came to us from the Duncan Baskin brand. So uh, has a long history of working in restaurants and cafes. Our director of ops uh, was a multi-unit subway franchisee at one point. So again, uh, a lot of experience in that cafe section. We have a, a culinary consultant on hand that owns 22 Applebee's at one point. And so again, you know, great cafe. So you know, that's the kind of the, the cafe team there to make sure that people, you know, have the support they need there. Uh, we have a gentleman named David Walker. I, I, you probably have run across David in your travels. He's been in the co-working industry, I want to say, from very early on, you know, had three co-working facilities at one point itself. And so he's there to, to help people through the, the co-working section. And then we have a gentleman uh, named Don Hobbs, who's been around uh, the coaching industry since he was 18 years old. I don't know if you're familiar, you know, those in the personal development space might know um, Jim Rohn and Don worked with Jim Rohn starting when he was 18 wow. years yes, old. Yes, I'm familiar with Jim. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, so Don serves as our coach of coaches. And so each part of that, to give you an example on that coaching, you know, Don's job monthly is to make sure that all the coaches throughout the organization are on the same page offering similar similar classes. So we just don't leave it to the franchisee to train the coach once and then say, okay, good luck to you. It's we're here. There's to, a program and support. There's a, yep. there's a program and support. Again, we have all the people on staff for that cafe. We don't just bring someone in for a one-week orientation and then say, good luck to you. We actually send someone to you for two weeks to help you get that cafe up and operational and make sure that it's running properly. Um, and of course the co-working, you know, David's available for all of that. So our, that is kind of one of our, you know, I don't want to say claim to fame, but one of, one of, one thing that we're really passionate about is making sure that we're providing that kind of support because we understand that there are multiple revenue streams there. So I'm curious, kind of related to that, when you talk to franchisees or just, you know, kind of from your own business perspective, um, if somebody's thinking about, should I start my own space? Should I, you know, look into franchise models. What's your sort of framework for helping people think through that and, you know, one model versus the other? Yeah. And so part of that for us is that we're so unique compared to other models, right? And so mention any other models. I don't want anybody to think I'm bad mopping, but just very different approach, right? Totally unique business. Yes. Totally unique, right? And so for us, it's just explaining the difference of our model versus other models, not necessarily any other brands out there. And again, we really put a lot of weight on multiple revenue streams, lower startup costs, you know, lower build-out costs, those types of things. So, you know, uh, we're starting to see more interest from multi-unit franchisees because, again, we could buy one with a much larger square footage or we could buy two or three with maybe some smaller square footage. So we're seeing that as well. So in terms of how your model works, do I buy like licenses for a market or... 
What does that look like? If I, yeah. Yeah. So for each market, we do a heat map. That's how we sell out a market is based on the heat map. So we provide protected area based on what that heat map says. And is the heat map based on like population or what is it? A whole bunch of different demographics yeah. that we've kind of, you know, we've, we've profiled the, yeah, right. We profiled the, the expected client and that's how we create the heat map. Got it. So you have, when will the first location be online? Uh, we have coming one coming up. Uh, we have three coming up fairly quickly. The first one will be in Houston. Uh, let's call it, you know, by the end of the year and another one in San Antonio and another one near Dallas, all following fairly quickly after that. Sold 11 franchises so far, you know, which we're happy with. We think that's great. And we're, the, the interest is really starting to, to pick up quite a bit more as, uh, as the word gets out there of this unique model. So 2023, you know, 2024, as folks kind of get leases signed and build outs done, well, 11 will put you at already at one of the largest brands in the co-working industry. It's such a fragmented oh. industry, right? It's interesting. And so, yeah, I think also, you know, built in community, you've got 11 folks already and more to come all the time that'll be kind of connected and running a very similar business. Speaking of, of coming online, this is probably hard to answer because it depends on how long does it take to sign a lease and build out and whatnot. How long typically, if somebody you know comes and is interested in a franchise, does it take to you know from like I'm interested to I'm open? Yeah, and so that's an interesting question. It's in some markets taken longer than we expected. It was harder to find uh, a space than we expected. Yeah, and the right and space is so critical. So I'm sure you spent a lot of time on that, and it, and that has to be okay, right? Because right. you just have to be patient and and find the location that's the fit. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so, you know, in some locations, it's taking a little bit longer. Other locations, it's moving faster. Also depends on whether the franchisee wants to lease their space versus own their their space, own yeah. building, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So all of those questions are are coming into play. In fact, yeah. our uh, our VP of Ops is, is in uh, one of our markets today, I think for probably the second time or maybe even third, looking with the franchisee at spaces. So. so they support the the location search. They we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our our VP of uh, ops flies in, you know, and talks through the various spaces, the pluses and the minuses, so that the franchisee understands, you know, why we're suggesting one space versus another, whatever it might be. Yeah, because you have some additional variables in order to be be successful, especially I would guess with the the cafe piece. And then you mentioned conversion, so. Mm-hmm. Is that a model you encourage or how do you think about the opportunity to convert? So a conversion would be an existing space that ends up being a fit. I'm guessing you have sort of a criteria list, like got to work for the cafe, got to be kind of the right size of co-working, yeah, got to be on board so, with the coach. Yeah. T- talk about that. Yeah. And I think, so we've just started really exploring this uh, concept in the last maybe the last few months, Jamie, and I think we'll probably end up as time goes on, maybe 10% conversions and 90% fresh start. But basically, yes, if someone has a co-working facility already in place, we can look at that and, you know, is a full-blown cafe what's necessary in that facility? Or can we maybe do uh, a different type of cafe in that facility that that helps with that conversion, still provides the coaching revenue stream, the co-working revenue stream, and maybe a a smaller cafe type 
stream versus a full-on yep. cafe. So we're open to discussions with people because we've explored different models and looked at the different revenue streams based on conversions and size and whatnot. So your operations team will kind of take a look and make some recommendations. Yeah, right. that, I mean, I think that's a really interesting opportunity because it diversifies the revenue stream, right? And for the size that you're talking about, you have to optimize that. And I also love you're optimizing the day parts. Is the cafe open on the weekend? It is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that cafe is open from six to nine during the week. I mean, it's, a, uh, you know, again, if we're serving beer and wine, there's going to be people that want, you know, to stop in, just have a, a nice glass of wine and, and relax. So most definitely. Yep. And, you know, the other interesting part, which I really love about the model is the coach. Because that coach, when you think about, you know, being kind of ingrained into a community, that coach, when you think about, you know, in, in Florida here, we have lawn services, pool services, you know, and they might be one person operation or any other type of small business. Who do they really talk to about their business, right? And that coach is there to not only coach entrepreneurs, but it's also there to uh, coach employees, corporate employees corporate executives on personal development. And so you really have um, a person there that is getting out into the community and also bringing people in. And so where we look at the cafe as being a uh, kind of a top of funnel on a marketing funnel, that coach in a way serves as another marketing funnel. So when you think about just outside groups that will either, you know, want to tap into that coach or want to come into the space and and uh, have events, but maybe have that coach available for that event or whatever. There's a lot of lot of neat things that that coach uh, brings to the model as well. Yeah, it and organically, and right. in the space because they have the meeting room access. And I hear a lot of operators talk about joining groups like BNI. It's an incredible BNI, investment Rotary. in time, and and you you know it's outside of the space. So you hope you sort of bring leads in, but that's I I feel like it feels very organic to have a coach internal to the space who's bringing folks in. Also, you know, sort of the, the great resignation. There's a lot of folks who are like exploring, you know, what does it look like to do something entrepreneurial or, right, how do I get more out of my, you know, corporate job? So not just entrepreneurs to your point, but even remote employees who might leverage that. And that's the part of the business that most people, you know, aren't really even familiar with the coaching concept. Right. Oh, that's so interesting. You know, I yeah. think I remember having a coach and my coach has been on the podcast. I remember my girlfriend, I can picture us having coffee and she, her telling me I hired, like, she called it a life coach. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's that? I, you know, this was probably yeah. 20, maybe 2010 or 2011, like had never. And my coach was the one who introduced me to success. I used to be a big success. Wait, you have to tell me what, Will the magazine ever come back? Well, the magazine back. It hasn't, hasn't gone away. It's still there. Wait, where do um, I find it? Uh, success.com. You can go okay. to success.com. And then, I mean, it's in, the, it's in stores as well. But I mean, if you're just looking for a subscription, you can go to success.com. Yep. Okay, and, perfect. And that will be part of the decoration of the spaces will be new and old magazines. So we went back and found magazine. You know, Success Magazine has been around for 125 the years. Vintage. So That's we amazing. And, wow. Yes. We went back and found vintage covers, and so we'll have some of those in the space along with the new covers as well. Hey, I just wanted to jump in really quickly before we continue with our discussion. 
If you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to invite you to join me for my free masterclass, Three Behind-the-Scenes Secrets to Opening a Co-working Space. If you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to share the three decisions that I've seen successful operators make when they're creating their co-working business. The masterclass is totally free. It's about an hour and includes some Q&A. If you'd like to join me, you can register at everythingcoworking.com forward slash masterclass. If you already have a co-working space, I want to make sure you know about Community Manager University. Community Manager University is a training and development platform for community managers, and it can be for owner operators. It has content training, resources, templates from day one to general manager. The platform includes many courses that cover the major buckets of the community manager role from community management, operations, sales and marketing, finance, and leadership. The content is laid out in a graduated learning path. So the community manager can identify what content is most relevant to them, depending on their experience and kind of jump in from there. We provide a live brand new training every single month for the community manager group. We also host a live Q&A call every single month so that the community managers can work through any challenges that they're having or opportunities, get ideas from other community managers, build their own peer network. We also have a private Slack group for the group. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to everythingcoworking.com forward slash community manager. Okay, great. I have to renew my subscription. Yeah. So anyway, Life Coach, she introduced me to Success Magazine. So it's a big reader for a long time. And, but to your point, like a lot of folks just don't still, I guess it's still kind of a new concept, this idea that you would invest in somebody to see things that you don't see or help you kind of work through something. But it's right. a great fit for a co working space because, yeah, it just is natural. Entrepreneurs in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, so we just think it really comes together nicely. Remind me, is the coach on the payroll? How does that piece of the model work? Coach is on the payroll, you bet. And uh, so there's an opportunity there for the franchisee to, you know, earn the revenue that coach generates. So, yep. you know, we look at maybe a, a salary plus commission model for that coach. And then that revenue all comes into uh, to the franchisee. Will there ever be multiple coaches or do you think it's just there could be? Okay. <laughs> there could be. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, you know, depending on demand, right, yeah. you could have multiple coaches in a space, most definitely. And so, again, that that part really excites me because that's not limited by the space. You know, that's not limited by that footprint. Yeah. That, that business yeah. can grow beyond just the space. And, you know, the other side of that, this part, you know, a little, I think about black swan events, right? If you're familiar with a black swan event, right? It's like a black swan, like they didn't, they never used to think there were black swans until one day they found one, right? And a black swan event is uh, something that you, you know, just think won't happen or, you know, just disregard it and all of a sudden it happens, right? And I've been, you know, through a few of those, you know, one would be like a, a fire to your building, right? An event that you're like, yeah, with coaching, so unlikely. Right. With coaching, literally that building could disappear and that coaching revenue can continue on, you know, and so that franchisee still has a revenue stream, even if that building has a, an accident, a flood, a fire, whatever it might be. So that's why I love that piece of the business as well. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because we talk a lot about offering like digital address services, you know, in virtual offices because it doesn't depend on the physical space. And a lot of folks, you know, that'll really be the thing that kind of, you know, 
jumpstarts their their and diversifies their revenue a little bit. So the coaching, yeah, really does that. Yeah. I'm picturing like group coaching night with glasses of wine and charcuterie plates. And (laughs) you know, what's so funny about that. So part of our funnel really, you know, again, we think about that marketing funnel. So part of it is, you know, two classes a a month, one geared towards entrepreneurs, one geared towards um, personal development. And then from there, people can move down into group coaching and have the wine and charcuterie. (laughs) And then from there, people can move down into individual coaching. And so again, it kind of stacks right down into that funnel. Yeah. And get their co-working membership or, yeah. (laughs) Well, you also have to remember with us, we have that model in co-working that it's not, everything's not by the month. We have up, you know, down to by the minute on uh, on the coaching. That's right. The co-working space. And so imagine someone comes in, you know, starts working in the cafe, needs to take a call or just wants to get into a little bit different environment. They can go into the back and get into that space by the minute rather than having to get into a full month uh, lease. And so and that you can, plays into all of that as well. Okay. And you can do that. That model always makes you really anxious when you're relying only on co-working revenue. <laughs> do well, you know what I mean? Like I do. no recurring. So if you have the cafe and the coach and the co-working all running, then and, you can be more flexible about the commitment. And we can rent out some offices by the month. Okay but then rent others by the minute at a premium per square foot, right? So we're actually generating more revenue per square foot by doing that by the minute. But to your point, we have the the fallback of the the other revenue streams as well. Yep. Got it. What have I not asked about that we should chat about? I mean, what excites you most about about the model? We're starting to get close to having one in market. Uh, You know what? Again, I'm just very passionate about it because you know, I've, I've been in business for a long time and I, I just love how the team, not me, the team has built a model that multiple revenue streams, smaller footprint that is really needed right now in time, right? I mean, it really, the time really is right now for this model, you know, with the way people have changed working, this just fits right into that beautifully. And so that's what excites me so much. I, I'm just, I'm excited about the the growth potential of this brand across the U.S. really. Yeah. Right place, right time. I think. Yeah. I think. And and being tied to a 125-year-old brand, Success Magazine, you know, to go out with having that in place, I think, uh, you know, makes it even more exciting. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah, I can't wait to meet some of your franchisees when they get rolling and can can share their stories about uh, group coaching and wine night. Well, we've started to do videos with uh, some of our franchisees. So if you watch our YouTube channel, you'll start seeing videos every week or two with franchisees, just kind of a a chat between myself and, you know, the franchisees on just like this. What do they like? You know, what excites them? That type of thing. So you watch uh, our YouTube uh, channel, you'll see that come up. Okay. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I will, what it will tell for anybody listening, what's the uh, handle for the YouTube channel? Oh, you know, I, you you put me on the spot on that one. I know. My PR okay. team's handling that one. <laughs> I'm sure I it'll will. be on our website as well. Success, totally. Yeah. Uh, and I'll put it in the show. And yeah. Yep. I'll put it in the show notes also. So yep. I will subscribe so I can check that out. Awesome. Good. Well, thank you for the update. And we'll have to have you back early next year when you have some uh, real life stories to share and can tell us how it's all playing out. Yeah, I look forward to it. I appreciate the, appreciate what you do here. So this has been a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, like you just love the industry and I love all the new opportunities that are coming to the folks who are, people get really passionate. I think they, you know, they'll maybe see their first co-working space or have an experience with one and then they want to do it, but it's an overwhelming process. So yeah, it's exciting as the industry evolves that there are new opportunities coming for folks. So yeah, great. Yeah. We'll put all the details. We'll put your um, link to your website and where people can find out more if they're interested in the brand and the franchise. And of course the YouTube channel as well. Awesome. Thanks, Ted. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. It makes a huge difference in helping others like you find us. If you'd like to learn more about our education and coaching programs, head over to everythingcoworking.com. We'll see you next week.